guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys this morning? It's a beautiful Saturday morning here, and I wanted to come to you guys today and talk a little bit about some educational ideas. Growing up in the modern age of heathenry, we find that we can look on the internet for almost anything we want. Um, those answers come really readily, come really fast. They're at our fingertips, on our cell phones, on our home computers, on our laptops, on our tablets. You name it, we're able to get that answer. But I will say this. The best answer we get is from our ancestors or from the gods themselves. We can all write books on how to be heathens. We can all have our own opinions on what heathenry truly is. But heathenry is a personal path. A path that leads us down a road that's only made for us, and sometimes others can join us on that path, but they have their own path to go on. So we need to delve into the educational aspect of heathenry today, if that's okay with you, and I'd like to go over some brief points on what educated heathenry is. So if you'd like to join me, grab yourself a cup of coffee, grab yourself a mug of cider, Grab yourself something that you want to drink or eat or just cuddle up and stay in your couch or in your easy chair. And let's go over what it takes to be a modern heathen today. Guys, I look forward to talking about this to you. And please go ahead on there and leave some messages and such so I know what you think of these podcasts. Um, I have a few uh, sponsors for my podcast, again, that you're going to hear from. Uh, you'll actually hear from me talking about them. But... If you get a chance, go ahead and visit them. They really help my uh, podcast out. So hail to you for listening today. Skull for the drink that you have in your cup, whether it be coffee, whether it be mead, whether it be cider, or even just water. Anyway, let's talk about education today, guys. Talk to you in a bit. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7pm um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items helps support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash Midgard Musings, 
and youtube.com slash Midgard Musings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S will find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Hey, guys, I'm back, and I want to thank you for the time you've taken to listen to my podcast. So let's delve into this whole idea of education. When I say education, what am I actually talking about? What I mean by education is I'd like for us to become educated in our path. We as heathens have wonderful books. We have the sagas. We have the Eddas. And we have so many different stories and such of our ancestors and our gods. We have almost an endless supply of knowledge that we can adhere to to walk our path. As I said once before, heathenry is a personal path. We each have our own path, and it's shared by some people sometimes. They may join us on our little walk, and but they have their own path to go. They have their own little segment to walk, and we sometimes walk alone. And unfortunately, that's the way that life is. We have to, though, understand what our path is. And through the veneration of our ancestors, through seeking them out and asking them for their knowledge, and through the veneration of our gods and seeking them out and asking them for their knowledge, we begin to forge our path and see where it is that we are. With that said, through the knowledge of learning how to meditate, learning how to use the runes, learning how to have a proper bloat, learning how to venerate to begin with. When I say veneration, I'm talking about worship, but worship is a little bit different than veneration. We don't worship our gods. We don't kneel before them. We don't believe that they're the supreme ruler. We believe that we have our own part to play within that relationship. And I don't mean to say it this way, and don't don't misunderstand what I'm going to say, but the gods can almost care less about what we do here on earth. We are trying to curry favor with them by sacrificing to them by honoring them, and by doing the things that we need to do for them to accept us as part of their circle of people. Now, when I say that, and I say the gods can care less, what I mean by that is, if we choose not to worship them, they don't care. If we choose to worship them, they're like, oh, okay, so they choose to worship us. That's cool. It's in our sacrifices, it's in our veneration, and it's in our learning about them that we begin to curry favor with them. And they go ahead and they bless us for that. So if we have someone who's sick, we're going to sacrifice the heir. We're going to ask heir to do the things that we need to help that person to either get better or to overcome that illness, or for air to look upon that person and give that person a blessing of health. But it's not like the Christian idea of we just close our eyes, bow our head, ask Jesus to touch them, and go ahead and heal them, period. That's not what we do. We do it a lot differently. We want to go ahead and sacrifice something to air. We want to show on our altar that we see air, that we know air, that we've learned of air, talk to air as they would want to be talked to. So now the question is, 
how do we do that? What do we begin with? How do we show those, those venerations and stuff? Well, that is through education. That is through delving into the sagas. Because the way that you worship is different than the way that I worship. It's different than the way my wife worships. And it will be different than the way my children worship, my friends, my family, and anybody else. So we all have to learn our own style of worship. My style of worship involves nature. My style of worship involves meditation. My style of worship involves reading. But that may not be what you do. You may not be good at reading. You may not be good at meditation. You may not be, you may not like nature. It may creep you out, little creepy crawlies all over the place. You know, you never know. The bottom line is though, we have to find where we fit within that portion so that we can go ahead and worship properly. That is through education. That is through meditation. That is through learning and seeking those people. The other portion of education is we venerate our family. We venerate our ancestors. We venerate our warriors. We need to learn their stories. We need to learn their adversities and how they overcame that. We need to seek them out consistently. We all have a family tree, whether we know it or not. Whether you are adopted and brought into a family, that is your family. Whether you are you know, the oldest person related to Abraham Lincoln, that's your family. The bottom line is we all have family. We all came from somewhere. So whether it be the family that accepted you as family or the family that you actually belong to, you need to go ahead and seek those people out, learn those stories, get those photographs, think on them often. My family not all heathens. I, I am a heathen, and believe it or not, we had heathen practices well before I became a heathen. I didn't even know it. One of the coolest things we do as my family is whenever there's a wedding or whenever there's a celebration of any type, there is always an empty seat. That empty seat continues to get food. That empty seat continues to get drink, no matter what. We serve that seat, even though it is empty. And it always causes the kids, especially the young ones, to ask why we put food at that seat, why we allow that seat to stay there empty, and no one's allowed to sit in it, and why it just sits there. The answer to that is always, those are the people that would like to be here, but cannot. Those are the people like your Aunt Jennifer or your grandmother Althea or your great-grandmother or your great-grandfather Oliver or your great-grandmother Emma, those answers are important because then through us, those young people who never met those people begin to know them and to hear their stories and to become part of their lives and vice versa. Through that is the beginning of ancestor veneration, whether we know it or not. We're not saying that we have to worship our ancestors to the point that we are begging them to give us the lottery numbers for next week. That's not what we do. But we want to learn from them how they overcome adversity, how they got through the hardships that they got through, how they had their fun times, what were their favorite colors, and what did they do for fun? Because in that tells us who we are. If we don't know where we come from, how do we know where we're going? Simple question.
So education of our own family is as important as education of the gods. We need to delve into learning about us and ourselves, and then we can begin learning about others. Even unto medical stuff, we have to understand how medical stuff affects us. So if you have heart disease running through your whole family, if every one of your ancestors died of a coronary heart attack, unfortunately, I believe you're going to die of a coronary heart attack. It sounds really strange, but that all affects us. Their mentality, the way they did stuff, how they worked, what they did for a living, all that affects us heredily. And it brings us back to the idea that we are the seed of our ancestors. And your children will be the seed of you, and their children will be the seed of you, and they'll go back one day and begin venerating you and telling your stories to their children. We all become ancestors eventually, no matter whether we like it or not. So with that said, I want to break here for a few moments. I'd like to get myself something to drink, another cup of coffee. When we come back, we'll delve into a little bit more of education, talk about the runes, talk about um, some of the books that I like that help me to do the things that I need to do. And I will see you after this break and um, this promo for one of my good friends who actually has um, some great products for you. Um, speaking of runes, he has a wonderful rune set that you'll like um, on Driftwood that he burns in himself. So go ahead and listen to this ad, and I'll be right back, guys. Hey guys, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. I wanted to tell you about this great new place that I found. It's a really safe place for heathens of all walks. Um, it's called the International Satru Foundation. They have their own social network platform called the Roots of Yggdrasil. And the International Satru Foundation is an organization that is dedicated to the preservation, growth, and advancement of Germanic paganism. They build networks, share knowledge, and gather in pursuit of common goals. As an organization, they operate at the kindred level and encourage you to explore and ask questions throughout that time frame. Their vision is easy. It's heathens from every walk of life working together for a common goal, the reveal and continued practice of Germanic paganism for everyone worldwide. The things that they're doing are really exciting. They strive to help you understand heathenry better and the different paths of heathenry and Germanic paganism. They educate the public about the faith they gather to share knowledge, build reputable resources for learning, and work towards common goals set by the community itself. They're working on starting a whole school program to make very good educated Gothi, and working on a program specifically for our warriors. Everyone is free to walk their paths as he or she wills, but I'm telling you, this is the greatest place to go. It's a safe haven for heathens. If you're tired of all that Facebook banter and getting banned and going to Facebook jail all the time, they have their own social media network where you're safe to talk about heathenry all day long with other heathens. They're really specific on who they let in there, and it's only heathens talking with heathens. That's all there is to it. So go ahead and check it out. Their address is asatru.org with the real spelling with the hashtags above the A and the U. So make sure to go ahead and check them out, and uh, hopefully we'll see you join there, the International Satru Foundation. Thanks, guys.
Hey guys, I'm back. Thanks for tuning in. So along the, the scope of education, I wanted to talk about a few of the books that I found that are really helpful and maybe a few other things. The first book I found really helpful is called Essential Asatru. It's written by Diana L. Paxson, and it's a really good book. What it does is it takes you through a whole bloat, basically, and begins describing the pieces of the bloat as someone new to a bloat. It's really cool. It's really intricate. And it really begins to delve into what it's like for a newcomer to a bloat and a little bit about the um, things that that person is thinking and what's going on with them. Um, I think the book is like $12.95 and you can get it obviously on Amazon. Um, but it's really good. I mean, it has some of the gods in it and some other stuff. It has uh, like how we believe in the nine noble virtues and it really helps new people along the path. And even those people that have been on the path for a while, it's good to get back and read some of those beginning books. So Essential Asatru was one of my first go-to books when I um, became heathen. Um, it's just really good. I, I don't want to read portions of it because I don't have the permission to do so. But it's definitely something you want to look at. And it's definitely a book that I would recommend um yeah in the u.s is 12.95 that's what mine says right now um it says a journey to fulfillment and re renewal an essential satru renowned author and priestess diana paxson demystifies an ancient and rich and often misunderstood religion and offers a practical guide for its modern followers filled with clear concise instruction on living a satru every day this truly accessible guide takes you on a journey from Asatru's origins in Scandinavian and German paganism to its acceptance as an official religion in the 1970s. Um, some of the things that they write about here, Marion Zimmer Bradley writes, she's an accomplished writer. I look forward to reading any of Diane Paxson's works. Publisher Weekly on Priestess of Avalon said a skilled writer. Now, Diane L. Paxson has been a consecrated Asatru priestess since 1982. She is the founder of the Fellowship of the Spiritual Path and an elder in the Covenant of the Goddess and the Troth. She is also the editor of the popular journal Iduna. She is a best-selling author of fiction and nonfiction books on the pagan religion and lives in Berkeley, California. Again, a really good book. Um, if you're just starting out, some of the things in here, I mean, it even has calendars, it has an index, has a bibliography, talks about heathen music, um, how to find your groups, where to look for kindreds, um, how to organize your own heathen organization. It's really great. Um, even Living True, Frith, and Germanic Magic, it gets into. So... I would definitely check this book out. Um, it's one of the better books that I have. The next book I bought in my series was called The Runes by Lisa Peschel. 
their uses in divination magic. This was only $6.99. Um, it talks about rune magic, a powerful force for guidance, protection, luck. Awas and you, the you, Yeru's, the wild, or Kanaz, the hearth fire created by the Nordic and Germanic tribes of Northern Europe. The runes began as a magical system of pictographs representing the forces and objects of nature. This guidebook will help you discover the oracular, oracular, sorry, nature of the runes and how to use them as a magical tool for insight, protection, and luck. Practical and concise, this book includes complete description of the 24 runes of the Elder Futhark plus Weird, the Blank Rune. The difference between bind runes and rune script, four rune layouts and detailed rune interpretations, including reverse position meanings, how to carve runes and create talismans, meaning and uses of runes and magic. Uh, Lisa Paschal is from North Carolina, is an artist, writer, and a Wiccan. Um, this is by Llewellyn, this book. But this book goes over each and every one of the runes, how to make your own runes, how to make your own rune bag. Um, a lot of different things here, um, which is really good. And I do enjoy the book quite a bit. The next book um, I'd like to tell you about is in my arsenal here. <laughs> it's Taking Up the Runes. Again, it's another book by Diana L. Paxson. Um, this one is a complete guide to using runes and spells, rituals, divination, and magic. This is a really thick book. This book has, uh, give me one second here, 407 pages. It is really concise. I mean, this goes into specifically meditating on each and every rune. This book is one of the best books I have. It really delves into runes and what they mean. It even teaches you different meanings depending on what runes are together and how they go. And, I mean, readings are different depending on how the runes come out. One rune may mean this, but in this reading it means this. So it's really important to learn that. The next book I have is The Rites of Odin by Ed Fitch. It's not a great book, and it's actually frowned upon by the heathen community um, for being too, dare I say, Christian. Um, too formulated in the sense of how the um, things work and how stuff um, is supposed to work. So it's a good book for reference, to be honest with you. And, I mean, I've built a lot of bloats out of what's in here and it's just a good reference book for that I, I really like it for that i'm not going to say it's a bad book because i don't believe that any book that teaches you anything in a satru is a bad book you can learn something from each and every one of them um this book was twenty dollars 1999 um and it goes through the calendar it goes through specific bloats it goes through symbols it goes through building your clothing building altars all that good stuff. Definitely a good book to learn from and take information from and move forward. The last books I'll talk about are the Poetic Edda and the Prose Edda, and are actually and have them all. Those three are available online. They they are age old, available for free online. Um, sometimes people find them a little hard to read. 
because tis height, mammoth, but no man knoweth from that root is doth rise. By what it falleth, the fewest guess, nor fire nor iron will fell it. That is from a portion of the Prose Edda. It is number 14 in Svip Dag's Mung. So it's a little hard for people to read. It's almost like deciphering a code. But through education, through reading it often, we can learn that code and learn how to decipher that for ourselves. The Prose Edda is a little bit different. It's more of a... Um, a guy goes to Valhalla and he's questioned by Odin about his faith. And in that he tells everything there is to know about being heathen, which is a really good thing to delve into. If anything, if you had to pick one book to read, I would recommend reading the prose at a first. Um, second, I would recommend the Havamal, which is the wisdoms of... Odin, which is found in the Poetic Edda. It's a portion of it. Then I would tell you to read Essential Satru, and then The Runes by Lisa Paschal. And then lastly, um, the Diana Paxson taking up the runes, and that would make a good Essential Library. The other thing I want to talk about is I got my family this card game. It's really cool. It's called Ragnarok Destiny of the Gods. Um, it's not a, a common card game like you would consider a card game. It's a game that's based on the actual um, gods themselves in different portions of our mythology. And it really teaches, almost like flashcards, to be honest with you. Um, check them out, though. They are available for, through Ragnarok Destiny of the Gods 2017. Lift Thrasser, and they're made in Iceland. Actually, they're really they're really good books. Are really good cards. Sorry, but yeah. So I'll be back in a few moments, and we'll talk a little bit more about education. And um, I'll see you in a moment. Thanks. Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and... Um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Carves everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small DD poles of 5 to 6 inches for $40. 7 to 8 inches for $45. 9 to 10 for $50. And 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Baldr, Bragi, Hemdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Skadi, Sif, Er, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Njord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odins.com. 
beardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again. I'm back. The last part of education I want to add to is just have fun. The idea that this becomes work becomes the part that's unfun to people. If you find a piece of something you want to learn about and become specific in, begin doing that. But have fun with it. Like, you might be a person that's gravitated toward the runes which would then make you a rune master. Learn all you can about them. Have fun doing it, though. You may be into the craft aspect of it, which would make you either a vulva or a seether. Do that, but have fun with it. Um, you may be in the aspect of, well, you know, I know more about you know, this or that. You may want to become a Dryton or a Scald or a um, kindred mother, or a shield maiden, or things of that nature, or you may want to go the full path and become a Gothar. Either way, have fun with it. Do what you like. Don't make it work. Enjoy yourself. Dedicate yourself to it. But when it becomes work, it's no fun anymore, and people start to go away from it. And that's not what you want. We want to have people that are excited about being heathen, that are having a good time being heathen, that are enjoying themselves being heathen. Um, that's what separates us from the other religions. Um, you know, Christianity is full of people that love just going to sitting in church and listening to somebody else tell them how they're supposed to act, how they're supposed to do stuff, and then they leave there on a Sunday, go home, and go back to being the person they were. You know, but we are heathens all day long. You know, I don't have to tell you how to be heathen because it is your personal walk. Again, you know, just like you don't have to tell me how to be a heathen because it's my personal walk. We choose to do heathenry as we choose to do heathenry. So that's what makes heathenry stand out from everything else. That's what makes it that my chosen religion, that's what makes it your chosen religion, because we can do and worship the way we wish to. So have fun at it. Don't use it as a tool that seems like work. Enjoy yourself. You know, get into some of the crafting of it where you're, you know, making your own stuff for your altar. Learn how the different pieces work. Learn how your altar works. Learn how to do stuff. Learn how to make mead. I enjoy that quite a bit. I make quite a bit of mead, but that's for another show. Um, anyway, so for right now, I'm just going to say for you guys to go ahead, enjoy yourself, learn, get into the stories. Um, one of the books I didn't add there was um, The Children of Odin. The Children of Odin by Podrick Colum. 
that's a great book. I, I can't talk about it enough. I mean, it is a great book for kids. It's a great book for when you're starting out to hear the stories. It's a great book to just sit back and listen to. I mean, you can get it on LibriVox. You can download that on your phone. You can download that on your tablet. You can download it on your um, computer. And it's free. It's absolutely free. It's in the domain. So everybody can access it the lady who reads it is nice i mean you could access the poetic out of there and the prose out as well and librivox no matter what you do just have fun doing it make it a fun time make it fun time for your family make it fun time for your friends and even make it a fun time for your kindred as you go with stories um that's where i'm going to leave in education i think tomorrow i'm going to talk about making mead and the fun aspects of that, I have some really old recipes I like to make. Um, we'll talk about um, using it as a sacrifice, why it's good. Um, but we'll get into the real meat of it, if you will. So for now, I want to say skull. I want to say hail you for listening. And I want to thank you for taking the time to hear from the commercials that are on my podcast here. Um, all heathen run places, people that help me run help me through my day and help me be heathen. So I want to thank you all very much for joining us and tell you to have a wonderful day. Thank you so much and hail. Mm -hmm.